You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com. Coming to you live from Bud Walton Arena, where for 35 minutes tonight, Arkansas went toe-to-toe with number four Alabama, but unfortunately, anything less than 40 minutes just isn't quite going to cut it in the SEC against a team like this. You know, Arkansas, you got to give them credit, right? They rallied back from 12 points down, cut it to as little as two with under five minutes to play. But if you blinked after Alabama came out from that timeout, you missed the, the two freshmen, Noah Clowney and, and Brandon Miller, hit back-to-back-to-back three-pointers to ice the game and, and put it away for the tide over a span of, of less than a minute. It happened that quick and things turned on its head just when you thought Arkansas might be able to overtake them and get out of there with a victory. Uh, the end of the day, 84 to 69, 15-point win for the Crimson Tide in here over Arkansas. The game was closer than the final score, but nothing really matters at this point other than wins and losses for the Razorbacks. 17-game home winning streak in Bud Walton Arena snapped tonight at the hands of Alabama. Uh, man, it was a foul fest in the first half. It was a 28 combined fouls, 37 uh, free throws between the two teams in the first half. That's ridiculous. I haven't seen anything like it. You couldn't get any flow in the game uh, for either team. And to be fair, though, we can criticize the officials all we want to about it. Uh, but a lot of it was warranted. The, the, the teams were hacking. It was a physical, uh, gritty type of game. Um, and that's just kind of what it was in the first half. But 33-33 to 33 at halftime, I thought Arkansas really kind of gutted it out there. Uh, you know, and again, they fell behind there in the second half, but rallied back. But man, it just takes one run like that. Um, right now for an Arkansas team that struggles to keep up offensively, uh, you know, against a group that's got the firepower that Alabama does, you know, that, that's all it took. Uh, man, you know, just, just looking at some things here. Listen, uh, there were good things that came from this game for Arkansas, even in a loss, right? You know, Devo Davis, uh, you know, he, he had some of his moments there, but, man, he had a double-double, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, shot selection, say what you want, but he made some big ones. He made a couple threes. Uh, and, and, listen, you know, for the first half, he locked down Brandon Miller uh, you know, so some good things there that you can take moving forward, right? Arkansas tweaked the starting lineup, went big. Uh, maybe that was a tweak they felt like they needed to make. Maybe it was for matchup purposes because Alabama's so big and, and long and athletic. Uh, but, you know, Ricky Council, former AAC sixth man of the year, goes to the bench. Maybe you get some scoring pop from him in the six-man role. Uh, and Mikhail Mitchell starts, gives you some more length, rim protection. I thought Mikhail did a good job. He can help this team. I don't know why he hasn't been playing, but I think he needs to continue playing moving forward. Uh, you know, you look at his stat line here, uh, what do you have? Five points, four rebounds, two blocks, but he made an impact. 
for the Razorbacks. You knew he was in there. His presence was felt. He can continue to help this team moving forward. He's got SEC size and physicality, and that's what this group needs. And he can provide that. So I thought that was a promising sign for Arkansas there. He started along, uh, alongside Makai. Makai had a nice game. He fouled out with 10 points, five boards. Um, he looked all right in there playing the four. And Arkansas, it's not like they're going to get a whole lot of shooting out of the power forward position uh, to space the floor, so you might as well get some production, and I think he can provide that. Jalen Graham, listen, I've been critical of him because, you know, it's been, you know, kind of some hollow performances for him, you know, where he comes in in games that are already decided or, you know, against mid-majors or whatever and kind of explodes offensively. We've been waiting to see it um, in a big game, in big moments, and he erupted. He looked fantastic. What he looked like tonight was the former All-Pac-12 player that Arkansas thought they were getting. What do you have, 16 points uh, tied for the team high, five rebounds. I thought he played on both ends of the floor. And this is against a top five team in the country. He looked really good. Um, you can build on that moving forward. It's going to be up to him to be consistent. But you can build off of that. There were some good things there. You know, I mentioned Arkansas locking up. Brandon Miller's a lottery pick. Incredibly talented freshman. 6'9", shoots over 40% on high volume threes. Uh, he's the real deal, folks. Devo Davis locked him up in the first half. Zero points, zero shots. It was incredible. He got going in the second half. They started trying to get him downhill, went to him right away. He was turning the corner, uh, started getting to the free throw line. He was six or seven from the free throw line, and he hit those two just, just dagger threes on Arkansas late in the game. Uh, so, you know, obviously he did make a, an impact there for the Crimson Tide later, but, uh, you know, to hold him down the way Arkansas did in the first half, again, good positives that you can work with. So again, there was some good there, but man, Arkansas has got some issues and, and must identify some of them after the game. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Razorbacks are offensively challenged. Those are Eric Musselman's words, not mine. But it's true. Arkansas shoots two of 10 from three in this game, so it's low volume. Uh, they're not making many of them. And, and quite frankly, you know, unless Nick Smith Jr. returns and is lighting it up after, you know, however, six weeks, however long it, you know, it, it will have been since playing competitive basketball, I'm not sure it's going to get that much better for this group in terms of three-point shooting. You know, and then, and then Alabama, Arkansas did a nice job. They held Alabama to 2 of 10 in the first half, but they, they were 7 to 10 in the second half. So Arkansas is 2 of 10, Alabama is 9 of 20. That's 21-point differential in three-pointers alone. That's a lot. That's a lot to overcome. You know, at some point, you can play you know, all the defense you want and, and, and this and that, but you've got to score to beat teams. 
And that's a big differential to overcome. So, you know, what are some ways that Arkansas can do it? Uh, you know, well, you look, free throws. That's how they did it last year, right? When they struggled to shoot, they got to the free throw line a ton, they knocked them down. Well, they got to the free throw line 23 times, which is okay. They made 15, you know, 65% from the free throw line again. Um, man, you got to cash in on those. Arkansas, if you're not going to be able to shoot the threes well, you got to be 75% or higher as a team from the free throw line. You just have to. It's a non-negotiable right now because they've got to get there and they got to knock them down. You have to make up for that difference in perimeter shooting somewhere. And they didn't do that tonight. Left some points on the board. And then Alabama comes in to Bud Walton Arena and gets 36 free throw attempts. Say what you want about that. Uh, it's crazy, but they were aggressive. They were getting downhill on the hogs and, and attacking them in the rim and getting into their chest. It was crazy because Nate Oates was complaining about the last time they came down here and the, the free throw differential was 43 to eight. And he just came on the road to Bud Walton Arena. His team shot 36 free throws, so he has nothing to piss and moan about now. Uh, but you know, they didn't shoot that well either, but when you shoot a dozen more than your opponent, you're going to make more. And so they were ahead in that category as well. You know, Arkansas had 15 turnovers in this game, a lot of the live ball variety. It becomes 24 points in transition uh, for an Alabama team that plays one of the fastest tempos in the country. You are handing them opportunities with live ball turnovers. That, that just can't happen if you're going to win games like this, right? It just can't. Nine turnovers between Anthony Black and Ricky Council. Uh, Anthony Black is a future lottery pick. Ricky Council uh, is one of the better players in the SEC. That's too many. And I know those guys are asked to do a lot uh, of creating. They got the ball in their hands a ton. That's got to be cut down somehow. Has to. And they know that. And they're capable of doing it. And then Arkansas is not generating steals of their own right now. That's something Eric Musselman mentioned. Uh, you know, against some of these other teams in SEC play, they've been getting stops. They've been holding them down, uh, you know, in terms of points scored. And, and they, you know, up until tonight, they've been defending the three-point line fairly well. Um, but, you know, when you're struggling to score in the half court and, and generate a bunch of points off of perimeter jumpers, uh, you have to create some fast break opportunities. Arkansas is so good when they get out on the run in transition. But the way they were doing that was by getting steals and fueling the break that way. Non-conference play, they were dominating in points off turnovers. Uh, it's been completely flipped since the start of SEC play, and, and they lost that battle 24-7 to tonight. So all these categories uh, you know, that Alabama kind of dominates in or wins, uh, and you look at a 15-point differential at the end of the game, you can kind of see uh, you know, why that happened. Mark Sears goes for 26 points. You, we mentioned Brandon Miller heating up in the second half. Arkansas didn't get a lot from their freshmen tonight. It's, look, Alabama's very good. They're a national championship contender. I think they're every bit of the top five team. But they're beatable, man. And you know what? The Hogs obviously are shorthanded, and, and that's frustrating, right? But like Eric Musselman said, it, it's not an excuse. Uh, that's part of the game, so they have to find a way to overcome it. But yeah, it is frustrating. You know, if Arkansas had Trevin Brazil and Nick Smith or one of the two out there, could it have been a completely different outcome? Maybe. You would have liked to find out. But that's just not the reality of the situation right now. And yes, that's frustrating if you're a Razorback fan. But it, it's also frustrating because Arkansas is close anyway. I mean, they're free throws and, and layups away from maybe being 3-1 and one instead of 1-3 and three right now. And so yeah, it's frustrating because despite that, they're close anyway. And they haven't gotten over that hump. Just yet, you know, it's frustrating because this is Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas doesn't lose in this building. They don't. 
but they did tonight. Man, when they rallied back and just all the momentum, when they cut that thing to two points with 4.45 left, Bama's forced into a timeout, the place is going nuts. And they came out there and hit those threes and took the wind out of the sails of Bud Walton Arena. I mean, it was silent. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because some of these offensive issues, you wonder you know, how Arkansas is going to be able to get them corrected because I do think that they will wind up being an elite defensive team. I think from an X's and O's standpoint, a schematic standpoint, the coaching staff at Arkansas is as good as it gets, but you have to make shots to win games. It's frustrating. I get it. No, it's not time to jump off of the must bus or the bandwagon or whatever. No, not at all. Yes, I know Arkansas has overcome, you know, 0-3, 1-3 SEC starts the last couple years, and they've gone on incredible runs. Yes, the potential is there, 100%. But that's not a given. Okay, we, we can't just rest on the laurels of, oh, they've done it in the past, they'll do it again. No, they got some things that they really have to correct. And just like Eric Musselman says, every game takes on its own identity. Every season and every team does as well. And here's his quote after the game. He said, we can talk about the last two years, but we are in a completely and utterly different state and in a way more uphill battle than we've been since I've been here. He senses that something's a little bit different too. He does. You know, this is an Arkansas team that, that's struggling with consistency, to be expected because they're so young. And that's another factor here that has to be considered. Yeah, a little bit shorthanded. The perimeter shooting is an issue. It's frustrating and it's okay to be concerned. It's okay to have questions. Why? Because Eric Musselman does too. Okay? And, and I think where you can find comfort is knowing that this guy's not gonna sleep until he figures it out. He never does. He has a relentless pursuit to find success and to extrapolate the most out of his teams every single year. So I think from that standpoint, you can feel comfortable in knowing that he's gonna leave no stone unturned when it comes to figuring this thing out. He won't. And Arkansas is still in a better spot than they were this time last year, and I get it. We don't know what's gonna happen moving forward, but there's still a lot of opportunities there for the Razorbacks. Saturday is a huge game for Arkansas. I know what you're thinking, oh, that's Vanderbilt. Yeah, but this team hasn't won on the road yet. It doesn't matter who you're playing on the road. You go get one, it gives you some confidence. Big, big game, and they've got to do the tunnel vision thing. Now, you can't look ahead. Oh, they got to go to a ranked Missouri after that. They've got to go to Bama and Tennessee later. they got two against Kentucky, who has their own set of problems. No, no, it's got to be one game at a time right now, making gradual steps and climbing forward because that's how they've gotten back over the hump every time. And the questions are different this year, and the answers are going to be different as well. But they can only find out one night at a time. So Vanderbilt on Saturday is absolutely key for this Razorback team. Hang in there. I know it's frustrating. I know it is. With players out, losing some games, losing some momentum, everybody wants it to be great right away. Hang in there. Trust in Musk. Let's see if he can figure it out this time around. There's no reason to doubt him. There's some questions that have to be answered starts on Saturday. This has been Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com. Appreciate you guys like always signing off here from Bud Walton Arena. We'll catch you next time. Every sport has their big juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. 
It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.